0: Welcome back the Studio, this is your host SB Philosopher. This is your weekly Bang Dream podcast, giving you the best up-to-date information about upcoming news and updates to the game and franchise, as well as give you insight from prominent community members sharing their stories and experiences about the game. As always, feel free to check out our website, links in the description below to learn on how you can support the podcast by either joining the YouTube membership program below or by subscribing to my Twitch channel. All Filler Nation members can join the Discord server to interact with special guests and listen to the uh, podcast live while they're being recorded. But of course, anyone is welcome to join the Discord server to join a fun and loving community and interact with our special guests and have a great time. So this weekly news corner that I'll talk about very soon is going to be a little bit different. Uh, It's going to be formatted a little bit differently, focusing mostly on Ian Dory with some pretty uh, big developments uh, in the game. So, we'll do that before we introduce one of our very special guests to the studio very soon. So, let's get right to it with the weekly news corner. Okay. So this weekly news quarter, I'm not going to be talking about JP Dory too much because I've already talked about some updates to JP Dory in my most recent video discussing the Garupa Station live stream. So check out the video on the card above. But to summarize what's going on in JP Dory, currently it's a Christmas Roselia event and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed the story so far. Um, but also, um, be on the lookout for Rays of Suilin Band Story 2, um, coming out soon. At, the, at this time of this recording, there isn't any promotional material for, uh, Rays of Band Story 2 just yet. So I'm not sure if it might be delayed. Um, it, it was expected to be in mid, um, mid-December, which is actually should be after this event. But we'll see how it goes. Um, definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, and I know a lot of Rays of fans are excited. So, uh, definitely be on the lookout for that. Let's just hop right into Iandori because Dory had the big development of finally being able to implement the 4.10 update. As I mentioned before in previous podcasts, this 4.10 update was the, I guess, the reason why uh, so many things have started to go downhill for for, for Iandori in terms of scheduling. Skipping events like One of Us, Tidal Idol, and a Hello Happy World collab event. Uh, It was because this update was just not being done on time, and and they finally got it, albeit with a few extra hiccups from Google, Uh, but the update is finally ready um, and is in the game. So as a result, the current event right now at the time of this podcast is the Welcome to the Shrine Live Goals event, and this event also features a Dreamfest gacha. So again, things are finally getting back to the swing of things, and this this event was actually also slightly pushed back because of this four point ten update as well. So um, that's going on right now with the four point ten update. Yandori is back to business. I want to kind of dissect this update a little bit in, in greater detail, uh, for those who may not be as aware. So I want to give you guys an idea of I would say the good, the bad and the ugly, of course, of this update, because there's definitely some still some very concerning um, trends for Ian Dory's future. So I just want to discuss this with you in today's episode. So let's talk about the good. Uh, the good is just basically the fact that we're getting a lot of different features. So let's let's sort of summarize what features are going to be added in because of this uh, 4.10 update. So there are the favorites function and the sort function uh, when you're trying to find songs have been updated to be a little bit easier uh, and more user friendly. There's now three lists of favorites. I could sort uh, much better in terms of like things like uh, find song level difficulty. So if let's say in this current Live Goals event, you want to uh, find a 27 song or a 28 song, it's much easier to sort those songs out than just using whatever sort functions there were in the past. So a good quality of life changes. Um, when it comes to the actual gameplay, there's this new light mode feature where you could play with the background being just a character card art, um, which, you know, it's very nice and neat that you could play while looking at a very nice, beautiful art uh, of a character card um, instead of the chibis or the extra lights in the background. And, and this could possibly save and help um, smoothen gameplay for people with um, lower level devices or older devices that may uh, have difficulties keeping up with the graphics of Uh, the live 2D mode and the normal mode. There's also a few additional lane designs and notes uh, that have been added. So you could definitely check those out to see if that's something you're comfortable with in the system settings. Um, When you're playing multi-live, you could choose a random option function. So instead of clicking random, like just completely random and then let, um, and then if all five of them choose random, then it'll be a random song. Uh, You could also choose a random song function where it's going to be a random song, but then you sort of, it's sort of uh, announced right off the bat in multi live So it's already dictated what song that it is so that you don't necessarily um, sit there and, you know, maybe four people click random and then the other person clicks Unite from A to Z and then you have to play A to Z again. So, you know, this random song function is just a, a different way of, of playing the game and adding a new random feature to uh, selecting songs. Finally, I think in terms of features, uh, my favorite new feature in this update is the fast forward and rewind option in rehearsal. So if there's a part, a very specific part of the song that you're struggling in, you can go to rehearsal mode and you can fast forward and rewind to a very specific part of the song and just keep practicing that part over and over again. Uh, for me, the full version of Firebird, the drum roll at the very end, I'm struggling immensely at it. So I just, you know, fast forward all the way to five minutes in so I could practice that part um, over and over again until I get the hang of it. So we'll see if I'll be able to uh, full combo. I think this is my favorite feature of the update by far. Just being able to make it easier for you to practice and learn the songs that you're struggling with so that um, you can improve your game. So very cool feature there. And lastly, I guess in a tiering perspective, there are actually new titles for tiering that you could get now. So now there's going to be a new T-50, there's a new T-300, new T-500, and also a new t 330 So I think out of all of these these are not very surprising because they were added in JP Dory as well But the t3000 is a little bit weird because they didn't update the top 2500 so there's like a top 1000 top 2500 and top 3000 so uh, 1500 people are gonna get a top 2500, but only 500 people are gonna get top 3000 which is a little strange um, personally, I think they could have at least maybe updated the top 2,500 to top 2,000, but oh well, wh- whatever, whatever. Um, these titles are really interesting, and also I guess maybe something unique about them is that um, One of Us, Title Idol, and the Hello Happy World collab event in JP Dory did not have these titles at the time. They did not have any top 50s or top 300s. So um, this is actually an experience only Dory players could get to get a, let's say, a top 50 in one of these events. I'm personally thinking of getting top 50 in title idol, um, And that could be really exciting to see. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, again, um, small benefit of having the events delayed up to this point to maybe get these titles that no one else has gotten before. But um, no, again, that's a sm- only a small thing of, possibly a a bigger concern and It's kind of transitions well into maybe not the good things about this update. So from what I've heard from many people, this update is pretty unstable for a lot of people. Uh, I've noticed people are getting more crashes in the game as a result. For some reason, it might be because this update um, is only supported for uh, newer devices. So if maybe you have an older iOS or maybe an older Android build, um, this update may not be as stable for you guys. Um, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this issues personally not uh, for me but I've seen some people having issues um, also the update even though it has taken so long and it was even flagged down by Google um, it still seems really incomplete there's like places where like there's like some assets missing there's some glitchy assets on some screens I, I might have some screenshots on the on the podcast right now and also some some pages are still in Japanese. Uh, they're not in English at all. So I think there's a bit of uh, incompetency and, and rushing there with the update there. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. So that's obviously not um, not great. Um, so that's definitely, you know, that's pretty bad on, on, on their part. And I think one other thing that a lot of people are a little bit surprised about is the fact that there is no miracle ticket right now. Um, at this time of the event in JP Dory, people were offered a ticket, players were offered a miracle ticket after a particular gacha. Um there doesn't seem to be a miracle ticket here, which means that you can do this paid gacha, it will guarantee a four-star, but if it's a duplicate, you're kind of out of luck, right? You can't guarantee to at least get someone new with a miracle ticket where you could exchange that miracle ticket for a four star of your choice you know it may not seem bad at first but the fact that they we were almost promised by the community manager that we will be getting miracle tickets that were missed um it's a bit of a bad sign uh a warning flag a red flag right there it's like okay well maybe it's gonna come later maybe maybe like in the in the hello happy world collab maybe it's gonna happen i don't know but that's a little bit um uh doesn't feel too good again it wasn't necessarily like promised by ian doi directly it was just some insider information so i can't necessarily say that's terrible news but again it's like well this is something we were expecting as well from from the scheduling so why where's the miracle ticket right and you know this kind of leads to the ugly because not only did we not get a miracle ticket gacha uh, we didn't really get some good compensation either um, the maintenance was actually took a lot longer than expected, so they had to extend it um, just to give us a still an incomplete update, which is uh, unfortunate. Um, and and also the the compensation we got four hundred stars and three boosts, small boosts. That's forty three energy plus maybe the ten when you start the game. You only have fifty three. That's not even a full set. That's that's nothing. That is nothing in compensation for what they say is for delays in the in the event um it's it's honestly kind of laughable of how how poor the compensation is even like let's say if let's say there was maybe the google instance did not happen right uh that was a week of when we didn't have an event you can easily sneak an event in there if people played the event uh quite well you you would get at least 400 stars really really easily so i'm not sure why ian dory is like oh well i guess we're not going to give that much compensation for the the mistakes and incompetencies they've done for the past um two three months um i i think i i think this sends a message that it's uh, it's just there's just some there's just there's definitely a gap between the consumer and the, the company right now um there is a big gap right now and, and that's why i put it in the ugly side because it has it doesn't seem like that gap has been bridged yet or has been fixed yet um there's still a long ways to go before uh we could feel comfortable with the decisions that ian dory is making right now because there's still a lot of things a lot of questions about what's going to happen to the future of the game one of such questions is the scheduling so sure um we already know that the current event is welcome to the shrine we know that the event after this is going to be the Hello Happy World uh, Dory collab, which is confirmed by a tweet, as well as the promotional material that we're getting very soon. But what next? What happens after? We are still unsure of how much the schedule is going to change between uh, JP Dory and uh, what we're, we're experiencing right now. Personally, um, there's some issues I have because one, Ian Dory usually does not put um two of the same mission uh sort of event types together. So for instance, um the Hello Happy World uh collab is a mission live, as well as one of us, uh the band sort that was just a mission live. So would they put those together and break a trend that they have previously tried to av- like avoid having? Maybe, but chances are they might not. They might just say, okay, well, we'll just sneak in an event in between and we'll kind of go from there. So that's that could be a problem. As well, attributes are a problem as well, because event attributes uh, usually do not go side by side as well. If two events um, have the same attribute, they usually can't go uh, side by side. One of the main examples I I'm using is terrible horror night, which is a powerful event and title idol, which is also a powerful event. So would terrible horror night go after title idol, which it should based on what we predict, but they're both two powerful events at the same time. I don't see that happening either. Um, I think that Ian Dory will probably try and stick with that as much as possible to, to maintain um, that sort of trend they've always been. But if that happens, then the schedule gets completely whacked, whacked up. Like this is gonna be the point where even Nico Ni Connect, the Band Story 3 for um, Hell Happy World, that, that also might get affected as well by the, by the scheduling because they want to make sure that there's no like a- overlap with attributes and, uh, and event types. I'm also concerned that they may not necessarily will put one of us directly after the Doremi Hello Happy collab. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and most people are predicting that's going to be happening but I'm still a little bit skeptical because I'm personally thinking that Ian Dore would want to promote and focus on promoting the Doremi Hello Happy collab and not so much trying to overlap um, promotion between the collab and the Band Story 3 because Band Story 3 also requires an immense amount of uh promotion and preparation so uh, to me it makes more sense to do the collab a random event one of us a random event title idol and then continue from there Um, and not have two band story threes together because you want to kind of help promote uh the 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 band story threes and give them time to, to to promote the event so I, again, I, I, the fact that they still haven't been communicating with us exactly on what the scheduling is going to be like is still very, very concerning. We have no idea what's going on still, and they just kind of gave us 400 stars and tell us, hey, you you, you know, st- stop complaining. We're done. We got our job done. Here you go. Uh, let's keep playing the game. It's, it's it's, it's, getting hard. It's getting difficult to read what Ian Dory is doing. And I'm also this, this just leads to a lot of concerns I have with Ian Dory in the future. But what do you guys think about this update I again I mentioned a lot of things about this update and what it's going to um, what, what, how it implements the game or how it affects the game in the future so let me know guys in the comments below what do you think about the 4.10 update what do you like about it are there any concerns you have about it any um, things that you're like oh well this is this wasn't expected um, let me know uh, let's have a discussion in the comments below see what you think about the 4.10 update But let's uh, finish off the weekly news corner for today. Let's hop on to the other side of the studio. We have a special guest waiting for us there and let's have a great conversation. Want to support the refill studio? Check out our website. Links in the description below. Here you can learn more about the podcast as a whole as well as complete our feedback form to give comments about how we can improve the project as well as suggest any future special guests that you would like to see on the studio. You can also learn more about how you could support the podcast by joining the Filler Nation either through a Twitch subscription or joining the YouTube membership below. Thanks again to the Filler Nation members for your constant support and a reminder that all Filler Nation members can access the podcast live when they are recording in the UNGA Academy Discord server. We hope to see you there. All right, everyone, welcome back uh we are ready to begin our special guest feature in the refill studio so let's refill to uh fifty three because that's how much Ian Dory has given us in terms of compensation. We've only filled rip fifty three today. <laughs> but <By>, uh, <laughs> welcoming our special guest uh RC uh to uh, the studio today and just to give a brief intro about them. Um, uh, they have gotten T uh, ten uh specifically fifth place in the Autumnal Heart uh Full Letter event as well as very recently uh T one in the uh, Spur to Teamwork event that just uh, passed not too long ago. Uh, RC, uh, thank you for taking the time to join us for the Refill Studio today.
1: Hi, no, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it's an honor to be here. Yep, right, right. yep. let's get A- on. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is there anything else you would like to add uh, to that intro I, I gave you?
1: Mm, when you look at it my tiering achievements are rather thin so far but this year and next year should spice it up quite a little so do look forward to that okay yep. okay
0: well very we'll ominous. definitely ask that uh when, when that time moment comes uh uh later um so rc of course uh going from uh where you you started to get into bandery and then uh now and then you know re- very recently getting your, your t1 and. So maybe let's uh take a step back and uh kind of see where it all started. So first of all, how did you get into uh Bandary? How did you hear about it and how did you get into the series?
1: Well, actually I it was very slow like descent into the Bandary madness for me because it was my best friend who was originally into this game and I think it started somewhere around like July, June. Of twenty nineteen, and like she just she's downloaded app. She started playing, and like she she's two of us are kind of very different in the sense that she gets into stuff very quickly, and I'm like kind of the person who like skirts around it until like something in particular pulls me in. So she was like telling me to play for like weeks on end, and she was like, "Dude, you really have to check out this rhythm game." And like the cards are so cute, the art is so cute. But every time I looked at it, like I just wouldn't feel like the magnetic pole, you know, like the one to like actively go and search up about something. Until there was one day, I think it was like after some kind of group activity we had with like some other friends, and like she sat me down outside a cafe and she gave me a phone and she's like, You're gonna try it to do the game. Like, I'm gonna force you. You've been you've been avoiding this for so many weeks. And then I tried it, and then I realized that like oh my god, like I really love the gameplay. And like this is a kind of like the classic one-line rhythm game that I've been really looking for. So then I downloaded the app. And I remember I downloaded the app on our country's national day because it was a holiday and I had, like, nothing to do. Yeah, so that was pretty significant. And then I downloaded it, and then it all started from there. And, like, the rest of history. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, when, when you got into to bandery, uh, was there a, mm-hmm. a particular uh, character at the start or, or, or band that kind of uh, got your attention immediately and has uh, your, your favorite character slash band
1: uh, changed since? Oh gosh I mean obviously you know it has changed because I don't think Morphornical was um, relatively a thing a very mm-hmm. big thing in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah so obviously there's been some kind of thing before that and okay this is a very d- dirty little secret but wow. actually how I choose like, you know, I'm kind of into K-pop too, so you have that. And how I choose, like, my bias, my Oshi or whatever. I'm a very, very shallow person in that regard because I need to pick out someone within the first five minutes and it's going to be the person who looks the most, like, attractive or stands out the most to me. And I don't think a lot of people know, but that one, my first, first, first boundary Oshi was Saya. Yeah, it was a very, like, weird choice because I think back then I kind of only knew Poppin' Party because my best friend is a uh, Poppin' Party Oshi, mm-hmm. And um, out of all the characters, I was like, wow, like, Saya is cute. She has a cute design. I love her personality. Like, I just want her to, like, not in a creepy way, but I really wish I could be, like, friends with her, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she's the kind of person that, like, everybody's drawn to. And, like, you know that when she's, you're around her, like, you're going to get taken care of in that sense. So I started liking her a lot from the start. And then like slowly over the months you learn about the other bands. And then my second Oshi was Ran. And Ran helped for a bit. And like the interesting about thing about Ran is that like okay, like some of you know that like now I have short hair. And like it's like a it's like a I don't know, like a like a boyish cut, kind of a pixie cut, kind of like that thing. But when I first got into Bunnery, I had like the like a short like black bob. And it was like, I looked like exactly like Ran without the red strips. So that was kind of thing. And like, they drew me in. And my other friends who were getting into boundary were like, hey, you look kind of like this girl. And I was like, self-gratified. So I was like, yeah, I do. And then I started liking her. So that lasted for about um a year or so, I think, until Morphonical was announced. Mm-hmm. And then... um. I didn't get into Morphonica at first, honestly. And so, like, my Oshi still continued being run for, like, a few months, even after they were announced on JP. And then suddenly, I think, like, a madness came over me. I had, like, a, I don't know, like, a moment of weakness or something. And then I looked at the Toko card one day. And Toko had never interested me before. I, like, I still vividly remember making fun of her design because I thought she was, like, a Lisa and Kokoro love child. And I told that to, like, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so, it was, like, it was a little bit embarrassing to come out one day and be like, hey guys, I really like this other like blonde girl's card and I think I'm gonna like like stand her from now on. <laughs> so that was my story. It's uh I think it's a little simple. I don't think I'm someone who changes like their favorite characters a lot, but I think my interest in boundary just has been like such a long running thing that these changes kinda ended up happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, great to hear that, RC. And and uh, throughout the the podcast, I'm I'm going to ask a, a few questions as well that uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of our uh, viewers that have been asking. So I'm just going to kind of pluck them in there here and there uh, as the time comes when when the when the timing is right. Uh, we actually have Eric here who is asking exactly. You know what 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 exactly about Toko that that you enjoy about her of course you know the the looks the, the blonde hair but is there any other part of toko that you you particularly enjoy about her her character development so far
1: well i think she's a very um like a very fresh addition to the mm-hmm. boundary cast that like in i don't you don't really see like her. okay i guess you kind of do see the influencer trope but it's not in the way that like um i think that she brings kind of a very unique type of character to the like the cast like you had lisa you had himari but you never had really had someone who was kind of like in between and a little more than that so i think that like her character and like that um that very like you can relate to her kind of and you can also she really acts like like a normal teenager in that sense like she wants to be trendy she's she like she has that like kind of like light-heartedness but she kind of like avoids heavier topics and she kind of brushes them off but she has like a want to do better underneath and it's kind of like that like little like awkwardness but she's still like fun on the outside that I found really interesting and I think in general I relate to her a lot about how she expresses herself and that I don't really like like to say or like go into very heavy topics or like directly express what i want so i think i can come off as like kind of aloof sometimes and um how do i put this like i won't say what i want i'll try to put myself as a joke so that i can lighten up everything and kind of be like the optimist or the lighter person especially in like more somber scenarios and but the thing is like I and I really like a story like that fact because she kind of shows both sides that you can be someone who's very light and cheerful, and it's okay to be like that. But we should still learn that, like people who come off as very jokey or very shallow, still have like deeper feelings underneath, and they still have a lot. They still have their own wants and their desires that should be respected just as much as those who are more serious about it. Yeah
0: definitely definitely and and i i definitely uh agree with uh, a lot of your sentiments about Toko. Toko is definitely one of my favorite characters in the the franchise as well. Good I do, taste I I I do think it's a little <laughs> unfortunate that she's quite underrated overall mm-hmm. um in compare in, in like the general audience, but you know, that's just how it is. I I hope that again uh we'll get Toko to to develop even uh-huh. further as uh, as time goes to you know, hopefully, capture more people's uh, uh, hearts in terms of you know being able to uh, like her, like her more. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. So, of course, uh, RC moving forward, you then started playing the game, and you really started getting hang of it. And uh, we're gonna kind of take a, a time time machine back, and, and not necessarily when Morphonica was still announced and yet. But what, what sort of convinced you to first start? Tearing in the game because you know it's really interesting how some people have gone from being like a casual player to more of a uh a serious uh you know in terms of like actually tearing. so so how did that start how did that spark of, of tearing start
1: uh, oh my gosh um okay you can see from the first question my like my boundary interest was just like a set of like happy little accidents with like time right Mm -hmm. it was like good timing and tiering was the same thing and my first top 100 title or like my foray into this side of the game was during um i think it was last year's yeah last year's white day event the one with otai and Shisato. And basically, I didn't expect to even get a T one hundred. I didn't expect to like go past T one K. But it's just that I was at a relative's house for dinner, and you know, I I consider myself an extrovert, but I think that day I was just really, really drained, so I didn't want to do anything, and I just sat in a chair at the corner of the room and I played boundary and then I kept playing and playing and playing because my family was over late, and like all the adults were talking, I didn't want to do anything with them, so like. I just kept playing and then I checked the home screen every few matches and then somehow I ended up, I think I stopped around like 1-3 something that day. And I was like, oh, hold on, Um, can I go further? So it was, and then the next day I came back and then I started playing the game again. And then I got to like 70 something and then next day I would climb even higher. And it was just like these very small steps of not really one big goal to get T100, but just being like, can I push myself a few more ranks? Can I push myself a few more ranks? And in the end, it ended up in me staying in like T100 the whole event. Yeah, it's definitely, was very something impromptu and something that I didn't plan. And then, after that, I was just like, okay, I get one, I'll be happy with that T100. And like, okay, I don't want to get into it anymore. And I also don't know how to get into it. But then, the real whale bait was seeing people in rooms with top 10 and podium titles. And I was like, man, now I feel kind of undervalued and I want something bigger. So... Then that started my foray into kind of, like, searching for, like, another title. And AHL came at a time where it was, um, I didn't really hear events based on characters back then like I do now. So AHL was just, um, because the timing was right, I had decent cards, which turned out to be not so decent. You can ask me about that later. It's, <laughs> it's one hell right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'll go for this. So then that ended up in my first T10. And then after that was just like totally getting absorbed and like losing like half of my life to this stupid game. <laughs> so that's how it went.
0: <laughs> so it's 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 quite uh, quite fascinating to hear that you basically did like your first top 100 as a pub, right? You just kind of did it on mm-hmm. your own time and just kind of went at it. And then suddenly stumbled upon uh Autum of Heartful letter which ended up being uh-huh. your your top 10 so was that your your first experience in a in a tiering server like your top 10 yeah
1: yeah it pretty much was i asked for like links to like others like earlier then but i didn't really do anything like i didn't chat i'll just like sit there and like look awkward and like oh like i don't know like unfriendly i don't know until that actual like events, so obviously I had a lot of mix-ups. I was like the one like freaking out like three days before. I'm like, guys, 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 what are we gonna do? Oh shit! I don't think my team is good enough. Do you think this is of stars will make What do you think the cutoff is? And I think it's normal for everyone on your first time, but I think I still feel kind of bad about it because I think I pestered everyone a lot because I was super nervous. I was like, everything was crap. It was a BS with like a crappy team, and my EP game was trash. So it was definitely, I think at one point in time, um, I was, I had a mental breakdown while tearing and I was like crying while playing A to Z and I couldn't really see the notes and I ended up like fuing because like <laughs> tears were dropping on my phone and I couldn't see through, like, oh, no. I couldn't see like properly. Yeah, so it was a while time. But I think that like it was also very eye-opening and it's definitely something that I won't forget because like everything felt so fresh back then and you can't really like, replace or like redo that kind of like first experience and i don't know it was just a lot but i think it's a lot in both a positive and a negative way
0: so again it's it's quite again uh the fact that you your, your first tiering experience in the tiering server was a t10 was definitely uh, you know, uh, I, as you mentioned, eye-opening, uh, quite different uh-huh. from what you initially kind of uh, maybe think about tiering in the past. So, so maybe like maybe for those who are newer to tiering or maybe are unfamiliar to to tiering, what what, what was your sort of first impression or uh, when you first saw what a tiering server is like and, and what can you share about that for, for, for newer viewers and newer tiers?
1: Um, okay, I think, I don't know if a lot of people can relate, but I was when I like first like got into all of this. Okay, I was a little intimidated but like a bigger part of me was like wow, I need to like get everything. I need to get the I need to become the top dog somehow and like I need to prove my worth. So it was a lot of just like trying to like fit in, trying to just like start conversation, just trying to um like you know, like get myself out there. And I think that it can come off as very confusing sometimes. Like, I definitely was very confused. I was very lost. I didn't... I felt bad about, like, asking questions or going forth to be like, I don't really understand this. Can someone help me with this? Or, like, um, can someone um just, like, give me tips on, let's say, like, even, like, how to do hours? And I, de- I think that it can come off as very, like, off-putting to a lot of people, which is why I guess... um like getting into tiering and getting into the tiering community is often like two very different things so i don't think it's something that it's for like i i can't say it's not for everyone because i think that everybody can do it pretty much but i think that definitely there's kind of a wall that's hard to cross sometimes and my advice to newer people is always just like um it's okay to reach out um it's okay to ask questions, and oftentimes I think that like more of like all of us like more like I don't know like older whales or the terrors are more than happy to answer your questions, and like I'm always very happy when like someone new comes to me or like we get some sub- people new people in like the servers, because I think that um it's always a very like blessed experience. Oh my gosh, I sound so old-fashioned now (laughs) it's always like i don't know i think it's always something very magical to be part of someone's like first foray into this Mm -hmm. and like we're more than most of the time we're more than happy to have you here even especially if you're feeling like i really like oh my gosh and like the fillers come in and they feel for like three hours i'm like bless you i love you i don't care about your ep gain just be here so yeah just Don't be afraid to reach out. Don't be afraid to aim for stuff. And basically, it just play... Like, a lot of people say play more. And I guess, like, you can... It's often said as a snarky remark. But really, it's just play more. Like, the essence of play more just is that you don't need to care about reputation. You don't need to care about, like, what, like, how many titles you have before. That any title is technically, like, theoretically achievable just as as long as you have enough time, a good team, or like, any of them, and money. So, like, don't let impressions or, like, don't let um expectations or reputations screw you up when it comes to that. Just go for what you want and, like, shoot for the stars. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, well, well said, well said, RC. And definitely... Um, it has been intimidating at first, but you know you and me uh we all were in mm-hmm. the same boat when we first started and didn't know what to do, and you know we asked a lot of questions and uh, it's very <laughs> it's very nice to see that people were very willing to help because everyone was in the same shoes as starting off before, not really knowing what yeah. to do and you know it's definitely important to ask questions, making sure that you know you know what you're doing and just making sure that everyone's having a uh, a good time a, a good experience it's obviously not easy uh to go for such high ranks and tiers sometimes. Um as you mentioned your first experience, you had a lot of obstacles throughout the way, but th- I mean that's sort of high tiering servers exist, right? It's to support mm-hmm. each other and make sure that we could get the goals together and do what we can to to achieve the goals that we need. Um, yeah, and of course RC you did end up getting that uh top ten. It was fifth place, uh-huh. I think. I, I did remember because I was in that server before you mentioned earlier, but yeah, your team was not ideal. <laughs> uh-huh. It was, was uh, yeah. it was something, it was, uh, it was an interesting team. Um, it wasn't that def- it didn't score very high. So, um, there's a terminology in VS lives where uh, you want to give the people who are tiering higher, you know, they we want to give them a better placement so they can get more event points. But, um, it was it was kinda of difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
0: uh it, it worked out in the end, right? Because in at the end mm-hmm. you ended up spending the time that you need to do and working together and getting the support from everyone uh to to fill for you and, and, and support you and encourage you throughout the event. So um mm-hmm. I imagine that's probably like one of your um the first tiering experience I think is definitely one of the most memorable experiences in a, in a tiering server.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good, oh good. did you know that i think i spent more like SAS on and time on my t10 than i did for my t1 <laughs> it was yeah i counted it the other day and i was like oh no well, oh, no,
0: <laughs> it's it's not the first time rrc i think a lot of our guests have came into the uh the the, the studio and they talk and, and funny enough like their t1s for a lot of people do usually don't feel as Bad or as challenging as some of the other titles, even though they're, if they're lower, um, and I think yeah. it kind of shows how much you prepared and how much you learned from your experience since, um, mm-hmm. that you were able to 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 do that and be able to uh to sort of learn from what you did again the first time you tiered it was tiering with like a you know pretty mediocre team not really sure how to manage time and all that so it mm-hmm. was definitely certainly quite challenging but then you know a, a year or so later you have that experience and you're able to, to build into something. Yeah. 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 So, um, so maybe just before we talk about that, um, that T1, Uh when when did, when did you start again, you already mentioned how you started getting thoughts of, okay, well, if I got T a hundred and I see people getting T10, I want to get a T10, right? When did, when, when did that, when did the thoughts of, Oh, well, T10 or a f- T5 is, is not enough. I want something higher. Uh, wh- when did those kind of gorilla thoughts uh, start appearing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they're more whale thoughts than gorilla thoughts. I don't ah, think fair. I've ever had a gorilla thought. I'm just fair. like, I'm just here to tap this game. I don't think I can FC anything. Oh my gosh. Oh, let me think about it. Actually, when did they start? I think it was like... um, I, okay... The event was announced this year, January, right? And by then, I already kind of wanted... I, I kind of knew that I already wanted something higher. I, my plans were initially after AHL, immediately after AHL, is that my only plan was that I wanted to aim for Sakura Blooming t which I ended up dropping because back then I didn't know that I would want to go for a T1 and I would have to save. And I think, like, a bit after that, I was, like, just, like, you know, just doing my deal, filling, calling people like 10,000 times to wake them up and like slowly I started thinking about it and I was like I kind of want like you know I want to be like up there with like the super omega gorilla whales and I think I like I want something to like put me above the rest and really show that like i have because like I felt like I was a bit undervalued for the T10. Mm. And probably so because everybody else was saying eight hours, and I was like averaging like sixteen hours a day, so it was kind of depressing. And oh, I was like, I, yeah, I think I have the stamina and something, and I want to show that like I have the time and I can put in the stamina, I can put in like the hours, and that I need. I if I have a good team, I can make myself go really far. So that was just the kind of like hunger for like competition and like I don't know what is fame problem of fame i think i just wanted to prove something to myself mm-hmm. and then but i didn't really act on it you know because every pretty much every single event had like someone going for it that i didn't want to fight against and i didn't really have any event that like called to me and yeah. that's when um tokeran came around and i still remember the day it was announced I saw the banner, I freaked out, it was in school, it was during recess, and like everybody else was eating and like my hands are like shaking as I was like holding the phone and I was like, no way, no way, this can't be real. And it got even worse because I checked the the post and then I hit translate and then I saw Rand's name in the description and I was like, no way, like no way they're gonna give me like my first like actual Oshi and my like current Oshi together in an event. And then it happened. so then I was like, okay, this is the Theory of the Dream event, I have to deal this. And then it's like, it th- I think that was the thing that kept me going a lot, is that like, you know, some people have been waiting like three years for like their weird character combination, but it's just like a stroke of insane luck that I managed to get my two favourite characters on my like, she's first banner and within a time that i wouldn't have school like in the way so i was like i can't i can't not tear this and i can't drop it so i'm just gonna go for t1 because it's pretty much a, like the best event that i'm gonna get so that was the main the main whale bait, and then it happened. So <laughs> whale bait successful.
0: <laughs> when when they uh, when you, when you uh, started freaking out at recess, I don't know if your best friends mm-hmm. uh, still uh, still play the game. Uh, were they like, oh, what's going on? what's 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 wrong, RC? see?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh no, I'm not in my I'm not in the same school as oh, my best friend, yeah, actually. Fair, fair. Yeah, we've been like childhood friends because our parents knew each other but we went to like different secondary schools and like I didn't really like I didn't really know anyone in my school like in real life that played boundary then so it was just like my friends who were like also on your phone and they looked over and it's like why are you freaking out and I was like y'all don't understand y'all don't understand oh my gosh oh my gosh and like I had to like explain to them on the way back to like our next like class and they I don't think they understood, but they were kind of supportive, which yeah. like which which was cool, yeah. So and I I actually I didn't really tell my best friend that I was going for T1. <laughs> I just told her that I was cheering and I wasn't gonna be available that week. So I remember still her like texting me on the first and, I, and like if she's watching this, I'm so sorry because <laughs> I told her about it. But I told like um I yeah, I told her like I was just gonna tear. And I remember like her texting me on the first day of the event, and she was like, Dude, are you in T1 right now? What are you doing? And I was like, Yeah, I'm going with T1. <laughs> and she was like, Oh my gosh, you're insane. I was like, Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing this. So, but she's always been really nice about it. And I guess it's like it's kind of weird because it's like she's cut she's the first one that got into it. And she's kind of, like, casual now. And mm. she's, like, she logs in, like, only every few events. And it's, like, she's the one that brought the flame, but I'm the one that, like, made it into, like, a whole bonfire. And I was, like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna make this game my passion of my life, my, I don't know... Like, what I waste my time on and what I like lose sleeps of like nights of sleep over. So, yeah, in that sense, it was just like I, I was kind of embarrassed by it. I don't know why I was embarrassed. I was just like, I don't want people to know that I lost my like my life to a rhythm game. And I guess like people find out like when they find out, yeah. yeah. So, I'm pretty down low about it in real life, but I guess it's cool. Yeah. I don't really know how to explain to people, but. I think it's as worth of a time investment as, like, some other people's hobbies. It's just that, like, I guess a lot of people may not see the point of it at first.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a different perspective. Uh, and, and and at the end of the day, it is a hobby and... Uh, we all have our, our reasons and passions to sort of show and show why we want to devote so much time playing A to Z to, you know, get that T1. <laughs> but, you know, again, I, I think it's really funny. I, I don't think I've had someone in the get, in the podcast yet where they had, like, you know, the person who first influenced them into the game still, like, play it relatively, like, religiously. Um, I, your friend, the fact that your friend still plays the game is still really nice. Uh, that's mm-hmm. actually relatively uncommon, <laughs> for some reason, for our <laughs> guests, um, you know, they they the friends seem to move on, but we are still stuck in this uh, bang dream uh, <laughs> yeah. game. But um, yeah, it's a it's pretty it's definitely pretty interesting to see that um, you know even uh, your 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 friend was able to see you and your your whaleness of getting a T one eventually, which is um, <laughs> pretty pretty funny. To, definitely funny to see. Uh, r c would were you surprised when? When the, when you first read the story, when the story first came out uh, of January this year, that uh, Toko and Ron were uh, childhood friends at one point, did that like surprise you? And you're like, whoa, what is this?
1: Yeah, I was actually really surprised. Like now looking back on it, I feel like maybe I probably should have made a connection given that like, you know, they both have like the China of like very like olden traditional Japanese families and like the writers are bound to make that connection at some point in time. But I was actually very surprised by that like revelation. I thought the event was just going to be them like meeting up for the first time. But I think it's a very nice connection to have. And I definitely really like how, like, their characters, like, juxtapose each other, like, both in the past and in the present. I think, yeah, it's a very nice, like, add-on to the childhood friend list. But... What I, be- I was very angry about is that they didn't give us, a- like, the kids' cards. Because, you mm. know, like, they have, like, the Hagumi and they have the Kasumi cards. And those, they were travel friends. And they got, like, the baby versions. But we didn't get the baby versions. We didn't get the baby versions. I'm still waiting for the baby Toko. And I can only retire when we get it one day. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Please baby, give it baby me Baby soon. Ron will we'll have for now. Baby Toko will... Uh... Mm-hmm. Come a little bit later, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) Well one day. One one day when we get more story from Morph, because Morph is Morph is definitely due for for more stories for sure. Yeah. Just a reminder that all special guests featured in the refill studio can be found in the Unga Academy Discord server. Links in the description below. Join our great community who's very passionate about Bang Dream, Tearing, and many other interests and we have weekly community events as well as contests for people to complete through challenges. Of course, all Filler Nation members can access the podcast live when they're recording in this Discord server as well. So we hope to see you there. So, RC, let's uh, let's kind of, again, go back in time. It's January of 2021. You see that dream event and you're saying you're gonna go for, for T1. So for this event, the Spurred Teamwork, Let's talk about that, that preparation, right? Because you, you did mention mm-hmm. that uh, this T1 ended up being uh, generally a lot easier for you than, than the T10. But uh, take, a, take us uh, maybe like a step step by step on how did you sort of prepare for this event? What did you do that you think that, you, that helped you prepare for this event well and, and, and the like? Well,
1: the first thing to do whenever you like wanna plan an event is that first thing for me I panic. I make a server, I make a Google sheet, I put every single cost inside, I start tabulating my goals and I'm like, okay, I need more stars. I'm gonna hit um top two point five K every event. And then you fail that and then you be like, uh oh, what do I do? And then you go to you go to (laughs) And then you gotta wail. And then the and then you just hear. So but like in all seriousness, I think half like half of an event is not the actual playing, but it's the it's planning. Mm. Like I think depending on how well you plan and like quote unquote like strategize, it can basically make or break an event, especially with competition, which I was supposed to have at the start, but um competition ended up moving to another event so that's good for me that's good for them uh happy ending for all of us but um basically for me i you know you have like the server you start being like um hey guys i'm going for this event nobody snipe me please (laughs) okay don't actually say that because then they'll snipe you But just be like, I'm going for this event. Please, like, support me. And then you start looking at teams. You look at optimals, and then you go and look at all the miracle tickets and guaranteed gachas. And for me, I just I have not had very good luck in this game. So I basically only counted miracle tickets as like my surefire chances of getting a card. Lighting a card even better. So then you go to best story, you calculate, you calculate your games, calculate your flames, and then you talk to other people who have like maybe done like such events or like have had like have done T1s before. So I consulted a lot of people who like I knew and people who like have done high tiering. So I think in general I talked to I talked to Nebi, I talked to Nova a lot because they were like generally people I was close to and like Nebby I tiered with before. So I kind of knew how pacing of the event was so it's very important like i think that i didn't i really have a clear view until i really got other people's experiences because it's like such a new fresh new experience and it's very like you're basically like at the top of the hill and there's nothing else to base it on that i think really talking to other people who have done it before makes a very big difference on your expectations and how you look at things So, if anybody's planning to go for, like, a T1 or, like, a very high, like, tiering, I always recommend that you talk to people, you learn about their experiences, and, like, you ask them for, like, advice, like, even, like, warnings or, like, even, like, sleep schedules, eating schedules, like, sleep-to-play ratio. It's all things that it's very important for you to base off on so that you have an idea of what, like, going into the event, like, how it's going to be like and what to expect of both yourself and, like, the roster and then afterwards it's just a lot of planning a lot of saving uh, making connections just generally watching out for like snipers and like having people who you know that will warn you if they find anything and um just like keeping you have to keep tabs on a lot of things because it's kind of, it's a bit of a stress, like, knowing that it's not just you, but it's you, it's your podium, it's your T10s, it's everybody who's coming to feel that they're all depending on how well you manage, especially your T10+, plus, because you're basically, like, the mother hen, and um maybe I'm a bit too, like, on about this, but, like, you're basically the one that has to, like, deter or watch out for, like, competition servers, because if you had, you should know about competition because if you don't know about competition and people go into this expecting it's going to be a chill event, you're either going to have to like lose sleep, lose work, or like lose something else and in general, it's not going to be very fun for everyone. So it's definitely like being able to shoulder that responsibility and being able to prepare and strategize for like not just yourself, but other people. And I think a lot of people like may not be ready for that in that sense, but In the end, it's just like, are you, am I ready to take on this like burden of not just playing, but like managing this whole event and like basically making it like your event? Which I mean, like you get bragging rights, but it's also kind of a lot of pain in the meantime. But yeah, it's just a lot of that and preparing yourself mentally, physically with like food or anything and just making it so that when it comes down to the actual event, That you can just play and you don't have any other stresses because playing by itself is already going to be very draining and I'm like for me if I have anything else on top of that it's just going to be a whole lot worse so it's just about your preparation making it easier for the actual event
0: yeah Well, look how much as a a, a little Arceus groaned from, you know, stumbling (laughs) from, I kind of want to try this, this T10 thing going on. And then a whole year later, look at all, look at all the, you know, the, the experiences and the tips that you're able to gain. Uh, throughout <laughs> your journey and while you're preparing and being able to share with people. It's also really, I think it's a p- pretty interesting coincidence that uh, both the events that you tiered for were VS Live. So, you know, the VS yeah. Live you 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 tiered at the start. Um, you you know, you didn't really have an idea of how to do it, but at least you knew that you had the stamina uh, to, to do it. And then eventually with more experience, it sort of grew and with the knowledge it grew. And then you're able to, to plan out that um t1 again just the way that you're able to share all these uh tips and such it just shows that how much you you've known and grown to know and and learn from from other people uh in your preparation so you know uh i I think even if there was competition i i'm sure that you would find ways to uh you know use the knowledge that you had prepared for it and do what you can to do as best as you you possibly could yeah 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 Mm -hmm. um now uh, of course um this event uh actually came a little earlier than expected uh because of Ian dory doing whatever they want to do (laughs) so did did that (laughs) did that actually affect you the fact that again at the time you learned about the event it was we were expecting it to be exactly a year later so you were expecting Mm -hmm. the event to happen sometime in january of next year but Mm -hmm. it happened about a month and so a little more than a month earlier um, basically you finished the event in late November uh, how did you adapt to that was that like an easy adaptation or is that something that you're just like you know you you're gonna uh, you know curse uh, Ian Dory for life on that
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh it was I think it was at different points in time I probably did Both Because we didn't just go through one shift from the original January date to the current date. But it was like a multiple, like multiple mix ups and like to the point where like we didn't really know what event was going to be next. So we had, if I'm going to put it in like a timeline, it was going to be January. And then we learned about the shortening events and it was supposed to fall then in mid-December. And I think our predicted start date then was 16th. Which will fall exactly on Toko's birthday, and I think I was free that time, but I didn't really know that if my family was gonna have any, you usually have Christmas stuff, so I was kind of worried that that would coincide. It wasn't really anything, and then um I can't remember what happened. Oh, it was the one of us delay, so then that shifted it to, I think it was one week after we were... So, we like basically we were supposed to have the slot that, um. Not really New Year's is having now, but like in between that. So like what Ojo Majo was supposed to be before this Google delay. So that was actually bad. Then that was the time that I actually had to consider dropping because uh, my family was going to be... We will be like going away on a staycation then and we couldn't really change the dates. And it was either I would have to sit home and like play from home and like while my family was like at the beach resort or I would have to go there. Yeah it was, uh, I already went on that trip, it was pretty fun, but like, oh, I was going to go to the beach resort, and I would sit in a room all day, and play my stupid little rhythm game, and even then, because you know you have transit, everything, you have to go out for meals, and stuff like that, I wasn't really sure if I could make the hours, so that was a really rough time, and it was a lot of, like, trying to, like, very a lot of copium and it was just very like it was very unsure and I think I felt kind of bad because then the delay for like new year's not being able to happen came out which pushed us one week forward to the like actual event start date happened and everybody was like super mad about it but I was like the only one happy because (laughs) it pushed yeah it pushed the event from like dates that I couldn't hear and I'll be away to like the one week just nice that I had free like totally free during the holidays like except for my internship um you can ask me about that later if you would like it was quite something i had to do a lot of things to like finish everything for my internship on like the day on like the wednesday that the internship started and then on thursday and friday i was like sorry guys i can't i can't come in for meetings you guys have to go on without oh, me i'm no. doing something <laughs> yeah and i was like having to explain tiering what tiering was to so, like three other interns who like oh. knew nothing about it and it, i'm doing like an art internship so it's like the very kind of very artsy people who have like yeah. never heard of like min maxing or like like playing video games basically mm-hmm. so that was something but in the end of the day did end up all right though i would say that that doesn't exactly trade in for all like the stress and like mental trauma it caused which i think i could yeah it's not just me like relating to that and it was like one of the things i was the most mad about when all these delays started happening because it's like you have to respect you know that like how your community is like and you know how they plan stuff a lot ahead and you kind of have should try your best to respect that or at least give us like more dates and information that we can work with like i don't really care if you're updating it every two days but i would much rather like to have like actual feedback and like communication between the devs and the community than leaving us in the dark and waiting for like something that actually can be like set in stone
0: well, Ar- Ar- so you're definitely not the you were definitely not the only one who, you know, were affected by uh, mm-hmm. schedule shifts. I'm sure they all share very um, similar sentiments of the fact that, you know, they had all this planned out and things were going to work out. And then suddenly with all these crazy um, shortening of events and then delays of updates, it, it certainly does affect uh, people in terms of their plans and, of course, affected you in terms of your your planning and just how stressful it was uh, at the end. Um, But I was just going to ask whether or not the six day event being a shortened event helped you. And I think you (laughs) already got, I already got the answer to that. That was, yes, basically was just so fortunate and lucky that it just kind of so happened to be a very short event just right before your, um, your vacation and it all worked out in the end. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah
1: i don't know that was the luck sack it's probably paid off for all the horrible gacha luck
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in the end i still wouldn't trade it i think even if like it guaranteed me like uh, all four star who like it's really been very lucky and i'm just mm-hmm. very like like just very happy that i got it the peacefully so,
0: so how did you uh manage to again even even if it was like during uh like uh, right before your vacation you still had that internship so so what what was that like? Being able to balance, you know, an internship with, uh, with, with uh, playing Bang Dream Girls' Band Party all the time.
1: Oh my gosh, um, it was just like me trying to like make excuses that why I couldn't turn up to meetings. And luckily, we didn't have a lot of meetings that week because mm-hmm. it was like our first assignment. But what we did have to do is that, um, like I was working with another intern on like setting up posters and like um, doing up a proposal for an exhibition space. So I would, it was like my working hours from nine to five. So f- during then I would be like tapping with one hand, like not with one hand, I would be like tapping and then in between matches, I would like tap from like, like my best story event tracker to like Canva and I would be like shifting like stuff around on the graphic and then I'd send <laughs> it to like my friend, like the other intern and I'd go back to tapping. So it was kind of, a lot of stress, I guess. Mm-hmm. But it was something I couldn't really avoid. And I felt really bad about it. And I didn't really want to like actively like just drop them off entirely. Because, you know, it's like the first week. And I just don't want to be seen as a person who's um, like just absent from like the first impression. So like you, st- I still want to try and keep up with that. And it was quite a big stressor, and especially one that I didn't see coming because I didn't expect that I would get an internship at all. And then the news came and it got shifted and I was like, oh shit. So that was a little stress. No, it was quite a lot of stress, especially because um those first two days. um I think it was Thursday and Friday. We also had um a podium chaser. So it was like... I had to juggle working while tearing while, like, tracking and, like, playing, like, extremely long hours just so that we could, like, get ahead and make sure that I wouldn't get bolted while, like, I slept. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, it was kind of stressful, but I don't think anybody has tiered the event, like, totally peacefully. Mm-hmm. So, everybody's bound to have some kind of mix-ups. And I'm just glad that um I didn't have to work on, like, the first half of the week or the weekend, so the rest of that time was rather smooth sailing for me.
0: For sure, for sure. And uh, you know, speaking of experiences, right? Again, there's always some bumps and obstacles in the way. But you know, one of our viewers, Mashi Mashi, asked, like, "What was your maybe your favorite moment or memory from from that Toko tiering event? Like you have obviously shared uh, a lot of the challenges and." Uh, and obstacles you had to face but was there any part of the whole tiering experience you found very memorable and something that you you will remember from that t1
1: oh i definitely think that it's not a very like specific experience but Mm -hmm. i got myself a lot more accustomed to like voice calling and like speaking from like someone's screen to like my screen like over this event like before this i wasn't really like even if i joined calls and like my friends are talking i would just stay muted and i'll type in the chat but you can't really do that when you're like tapping your phone 95 percent of the time and i was just tired to like drop my phone like tap type a message and then menu so i just like i started like talking i tried to be more active more like outgoing and i think that's something definitely that this event was very like concrete and like it was very special to me in that sense because I feel like I really stepped on my comfort zone. I was able to make new friends, and it's just, like I learned, like, like basically how to like not be a very like introverted idiot in that sense. And I think I had I'm very thankful to essentially everybody who came by to stream games and things like that. I remember like, mm, I had I like the last few days I just like watched the p- other people stream Pokemon. And like, okay, that not only saved me $60 on the game because like the whole thing like spoiled for me, but it was also really fun to kind of like be able to talk with people and mm. like crack jokes with them. And I ran out of things to watch by like the third day. Oh. Like, I think I've shared this somewhere else, but I I started, you know, I, okay, I, I love rom-coms and like what I mainly watched when I here because I can't watch horror because um jump scares will make me lose combo. And I don't really... I, I was, like, starting to fall asleep to, like, YouTube video essays and stuff like that. So I tried to put on movies. And I would go through, like, those, like, top 35, like, romance comedies to watch list, And I would, like, find that I've, like, watched every single one of them. And there's, like, nothing else for me to watch. So it pretty much got to that stage. So I'm very... I'm just, like, thank you. Thank you to everybody who streamed because like you guys were like my savior of keeping me entertained in like the last stretch and i think at one point in time i was like i think it was like i Blair who was streaming roblox good game and i was <laughs> laughing so hard that i was failing songs because it was really really funny so yeah it was very entertaining and i think that was definitely my favorite part of the
0: well, big big shout outs to those who joined voice call, be able to interact, and just be able to build a community sense from there, right? Yeah. And be able to show that uh, they are there to support you. So uh, RC, again, big congrats on your uh, on your T one once more. Um, it's, it was great to hear about the experiences that you, you learned and, and shared from that ex- and from that uh, uh, that event. And you know, hopefully, you continue to to wear that T one title. Uh, the T one, by the way, title uh, with, with pride. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Uh, RC. uh, One more thing we want to talk about is that this is something I usually talk about with our servers as uh, our our, sorry our guests Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Just like uh, future tiering plans, do you have anything in mind? Is that something you still want to do in the future that you want to to tier for uh, events? Oh,
1: I definitely have tiering plans for next year Mm -hmm. and like I think that now that especially because the T1's done and like over with that I don't really have any events that I very strictly want to stick to anymore Mm -hmm. so I've planned quite a few like I, I have a podium next year like a planned podium like Podium, depending podium T ten, depending on how like school decides to screw me over, <laughs> and um, I have a few T tens planned. So like one of them is the Zombieland Saga event. That one I definitely want to do a T ten or oh, I want yeah, like podium that. for. Yeah. yeah, like it was it was pretty crazy because I everybody thought it was gonna be um like. Sailor Moon or like Madoka Magica, and I was pretty much the only one like the like the crazy wacko conspiracy theorists out there. Like it's gonna be Zombieland Saga. I'm <laughs> telling y'all, it's gonna be Zombieland Saga, and it actually was. And Zombieland Saga is one of the franchises that's very um, it's very very dear to my heart, and I think that like. I'm actually, like, right now, as we speak, I'm, like, looking at, like, standees of, like, the Zombieland Saga girls on, like, the top of my desk. Mm -hmm. So, it's a franchise that I value a lot, and it's very, it's, it's very much, like, a comfort anime. I think it's, like, the only anime that I have, like, shed tears to at, like, the finale. So, it was definitely, like, a very, like, euphoric moment when, like, the event got announced. And... I def- yeah, I definitely want a tier for that, and I serve like a, other, a few other T tens plan. One definitely is Morphonica Band sorry too. I'm thinking about the I'm on the roster for the Tsukushi event, the Tsukushi banner next year too and some other thing i don't know i have a, i'm trying to hold back for from planning for t10 so that you know because this year i think what i really missed out on is i'll be like t100 a dead event and then they're like t10 slots open but i'm like oh no i can't snipe t10 because I'm doing a T1 but then now that it's over I definitely have time for and I have the funds for a lot more of those opportunities so I'm kind of trying to leave some space open so that I can maybe sneak a few of those in or at least I have the funds and the means to do that
0: yeah well well uh, that's a lot of plans a lot of whale (laughs) whale plans even after T1 Uh uh it's it's interesting to see how how hungry you are for more a lot of people after like one, they might want to take it easy after that. But it seems like you're hungry for more competition. And, and regardless, uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there who are listening would be very happy to support you, um, mm-hmm. and would be able to you know definitely give you the support needed to to achieve your goal. So all the best, RC. Hopefully that will uh, that will all work out. Especially again considering um, you know you already mentioned how difficult it is sometimes not only for the poor wallet, Chan. But for you know, just time in general, right? Um, yeah. Time like putting work outside of work, outside of school. It's not. It's not easy. But um, you know, definitely big, big shout outs to you on your you know continued plans. Um, it's great to see that you're doing more hearing. So uh, all the best, and we'll definitely be here to support you.
1: Thank you. I hope I'll see you around.
0: Oh well, definitely. I'll see what I could do. Uh, to to do what <laughs> I can, do my usual uh filling as I as I need. Um. There's one more question that we have from our, one of our viewers. Now, it's a little bit outdated because uh, by, at the time of the, when this question was uh, asked, uh, we didn't actually know uh, what was going on with Ian Uh The question was uh, since the, the collab was delayed, uh, there's no events and gachas at the time. Right? So, for those unfamiliar, after a spur to teamwork, um, there was a period in Ian Dory, it was about a week, where there was just no events, no gacha at all. Um. What What was your What were your sentiments about that? About that little gap in 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 the
1: Oh, I think like for the most part it was worrying, and because I think for like such a like you, we already all had sentiments sentiments of like Ian kind of like going towards a dark place from when they started like delays and then Halloween couldn't keep up but I feel like this was a very very big stressor especially because I don't I plan I don't have like I'm not in the retirement home yet currently that like how is this game going to keep up like how is your management doing especially because you know I guess it's always been a tough scene but especially now because with um Project Sekai being brought to english and it's definitely going to be a very tough like competition scene in like this small rhythm games world and it's like are you going to be able to keep your whales are you going to be able to keep your customers especially if your management is already like this and i think it's like this event delays in general have been it's like threatening what like the game needs the most which is like here is because i'm pretty sure that we probably spend the most money on like gacha and like um events like so it's just like what are you doing because this is your main like customer like demographic and you're basically like screwing like so many of them over with what you're doing so it's just it was really worrying to me and it it was also like low-key depressing because like while well, the delay was happening, it's, like, the first time in three years or, well, like, two years for me that we've had basically had, like, no events whatsoever. And I didn't realise how much I was into the rhythm of, like, every, like, after, like, you have, like, a 60 event two, then a two-day break, and then you're back to playing again. And, like, breaking that rhythm and not having to touch the game, like, felt so weird that I was actually logging on just to, like... Like FC songs in free life. Like I <laughs> somehow, I, I can't really say that I miss the game because like I don't I don't think I really miss it. But it was just like, like it felt like something was absent from my life in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So I think that that definitely threw me off a bit. But I'm I'm just glad that the events back now, and I'm yeah. I think it's a bit of like an optimistic standpoint. But um, at this point, time, I'm just trying to be the bigger person that. I hope that this event will just be the start of a more smooth sailing and return to normalcy for this game and its community. Yeah,
0: I I, I was uh, kind of on the same boat as well. I was honestly a little bit more pessimistic. I thought that we may not have events for at least like two or three weeks, but they were able <laughs> to get their act together um, and have the events. And I even jokingly said that you were going to be the last T1 ever in Ian Tory. <laughs> 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 um, that would have been a very... Um, Maybe a a bittersweet title to have. It's just like, oh well, yeah, uh-huh. T one But it's like, oh well, that's that's it. But either way, again, the game's back, and you know, let's hope that um, the game goes back to, to normal. Uh, normal means soon, like catching up on events that they missed, and hopefully they don't they they sort of foresee uh, errors in the future and find ways to avoid that because you mm-hmm. know I think having these kind of event shifts and all this stuff a second time would definitely be uh, quite quite bad for uh for the players Mm. i i was was actually just gonna mention as well like because you mentioned future events and i actually forgot to ask this because you also um you are planning to play project sekai as well right
1: uh i was planning to play but then they did the stupid stupid thing of locking out southeast asia so i don't think i will be a part of the yen sekai launch um, I have tiered JP before, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's definitely not something new to me. But it's just that I'm kind of locked out from that until they bring yeah. Southeast Asia. I I may consider tiering Southeast Asia Project Sekai, but I think that like no matter what, after especially because after I've gotten the taste of tiering in JP, I think I'll always stick to Bandori because <laughs> Project Sekai <laughs> yeah. is just. So, so whale heavy. Like, yeah. you look at the game and it's like they took every single thing that could be made like pay to win or like whaled on and they just like made it, they locked it behind paywalls. Like, mm-hmm. you don't, not every single card has a costume. Not every single card has like different hair. Um, You can use up the 10 boost, which is horrible for the wallet. It's literally like burning money. Yeah. And in general, it's like the game just makes like everything like kind of harder to like tear on mm-hmm. so i'm definitely still thinking about that um i just want cheap titles cheap glory cheap 15 minutes of fame and in general like i don't i'm not sure about like how the community that is going to develop so we're probably gonna have to wait and see about that
0: yeah yeah i was just gonna say as well yeah the uh, the very unfortunate situation of uh worldwide uh seikai walking <laughs> out southeast asia for whatever reason it's just i don't know it's just a little bit uh yeah. a lot of mobile uh uh gacha game companies out there doing some questionable things maybe you could uh, maybe just walk into Ian Bush Road headquarters. I don't think they're that too far from you, right? You just walk in there and be like, hey, yeah, <laughs> really... what's going on? Mm-hmm.
1: I really don't think so. Like there's probably like a high chance that I've already seen like some of the dev team as I'm like walking around this like hot, small country. It's really, really <laughs> tiny. Um, like you can, I'm pretty sure that you can get from one end of like Singapore to the other end like within an hour if you're in a car and it's gonna be like less than two hours if you take public transport so yeah that's something and I will like if you guys pay me enough I might just go to their headquarters and like yell at the door
0: so that's something
1: i'm always open to payment
0: <laughs> well you know let's hope that they get their act together before we have to resort <laughs> to such um, mm-hmm. to, to such measures but hey rc again a great time having you uh here in, in the refill studio today thank you so much for taking the time uh, again, once more to share your story, share experiences about uh, your, your tiering and, and, you know, your your opinions of, of various things in Bandory. So uh, it's great to have you uh, in the studio today. Uh, are there any other things, uh, last minute or words you want to say to the, the viewers out there?
1: Actually, there's one thing. Am I allowed to ask questions to the host? Sure, can you ask can you ask if me? you have any yeah,
0: uh, uh, People don't usually ask me questions. Uh, I'm very open to that. Yeah.
1: I want to know about your tiering plans. I want to know if you have anything planned because Me? I saw you get a T10 last year. And yes, do you have any will bait um will thoughts? I'm here to I'm here to add them out. What? I'm here to encourage them.
0: <laughs> well, uh, RC suddenly uh, taking over as host of my uh, <laughs> my podcast. Um, you know, with tiering so far, um, I'm I'm still working on my plans. I'm still working on what exactly I want to do. One thing that's really mm-hmm. interesting is that um they've introduced in this current new event the welcome to the shrine event they've added new titles like the T50 mm. titles the T300 title so i think you know normally i would go either for like a like a either a really lazy T1000 or like a super super like like heavy competitive T100 so now the fact that mm-hmm. i could get T50 um relatively easily ah. now instead of T100 it's like okay well i could do some T50s for sure um i don't know if i have whale thoughts for t10 or t1 yet um people are already joking that i'm going t1 of nikoni connect or buddy x buddy and and that's not true that's not true i'm not i'm not tearing for those but uh i'll see i'm still you know for you rc you were very fortunate to have you know Toko and Ron coming together in one banner like very really quickly when Toko was first announced so you know that was sort of like your dream event I'm still kind of waiting mm-hmm. for that myself for uh, two of my favorite characters so um, we'll see we'll what see. is your
1: dream event let me guess um, Sayo and Himari
0: yeah yeah something like that maybe yeah maybe maybe something like that maybe maybe you were spot on
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: everybody take
1: notes take notes
0: (laughs) but it's not gonna (laughs) happen guys it's not gonna happen so
1: um no 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 um uh the i'm gonna have i'm gonna advertise this everywhere i'm gonna make sure that jp devs watch it i'm gonna make sure it happens yeah you you, and you, don't, then,
0: you, you don't need to fly over to jp Road headquarters and you know request that you don't you don't have to do that <laughs> i'm pretty
1: sure i'm pretty sure if i break into the like the ian Road headquarters they'll probably have like computers with like the like the JP devs, like contact info on it, and then after that, you're gonna see it in two months. Oh no um,
0: no 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 no. no. Style
1: Kimari um, Toko, so that I'm I can fall I'm I'm forced to fill. Um, I don't know who they are too. Um, how do we make this a royal event? Um, <laughs> let's throw in Yukina and um, Ron, yeah.
0: Wow, that like, that would be like a, fun. a dream event for you as well, Toko Ron, back at yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah, or you can
1: throw in throw in Lisa instead of like Ran or Yuki and I. It's, it's another dream event for me, so I'll see you there.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lisa, Kimari, Toko would be a very interesting event for sure. Yes, I think those it three need
1: I'm waiting for that in like fear, especially because like in the next few months, like unless they give her the kauru treatment, Toko is going to be pretty due for a banner then and i'm just like it makes sense that they will give her like a morphonica banner after her first is mixed but also you have like the great potential of that especially because they've had like a pico episode to like themselves already and like with aya like it could totally happen i can totally see it happening yeah. so i'm like a little bit scared um i don't know i'm trying to very hard to like like set a retirement date right now but i think that would be enough to like like get me like hobbling on like my walking cane at a retirement <laughs> home for another run
0: yeah we'll, we'll see because again Morphonica is due for a full event relatively soon as well because their most recent event was Man Story 2 mm-hmm. um, so I think they might have one probably maybe like either at the end of this year or early next year and yeah maybe have a Toko focus so we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah. we'll
1: see yeah
0: yeah but um, either way, uh, RC, again, once again, thank you so much for joining uh, the studio today. Uh, as a reminder to all viewers, all of our special guests are featured and are in my Discord server, so feel free to come in if you want to say hi and chat and ask mm-hmm. questions, because of course, we always love to do that. Um, you could also follow RC on Twitter as well. Their uh, social media handle is on the video as well as the description below um and yeah that that concludes the the episode today so thank you all so much for taking the time to join us in the studio today Uh, our set has been complete Um, hope you have your cans ready for the next set uh, and when we refill uh, for our next episode but until then thank you all so much for listening and we'll see you all later take care and bye